Inside Gaming is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today at expressvpn.com slash inside. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Inside Gaming Podcast. We talk all about video games here, and we have quite the big week coming up, everybody. It's uh, it's next-gen eve over here at Inside Gaming because the Xbox Series X, the S, and the PS5 all come out next week. Who's excited? Matters. Yeah, it's it's this this only comes around. This is better than the Olympics because this is like every seven or eight years. So I'm stoked. And it doesn't bankrupt uh, poor communities. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to bulldoze any favelas to uh, do this. It's great. Well, console Santa is coming, and I'm ready. I'm very excited. <laughs> the uh, the reviews for the Series X and the S just came out this week. Uh, an embargo clearly lifted on Thursday. Yep. And uh, uh, read a, I read a lot of these. The, the consensus, if you want to call it that, is I think what we all suspected, it's an impressive little PC they built, especially for 500 bucks. Uh, things like Quick Resume are really, uh, really cool. Uh, however, there's not a lot of new stuff to play on it just yet. So, yeah. Again, what you thought. I, I had it for a few days. I borrowed yeah. Alana's. So I guess thank you to Microsoft indirectly. And it's uh, it's cool. Also, do we not do in- intros anymore? <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, I've I been forgot. Waiting. <laughs> intros. I'm Brian, your host. I'm Connor. I was just talking. I mean, you know that. Hey, it's me, Evan. I'm too polite to interrupt Brian to say, hey, we got to do this really cool intro. <laughs> I like that. I like ruling by fear on this podcast. Actually, that's Incompetence exactly and fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go. Let's just record it. Let's go. We can do this. I did like it. It's like mid-bite and Pop-Tart, and you're like, yeah, the Inside Gaming Podcast is here. I thought we were just doing the really cool Kojima late title card thing. So I was like... Right. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah, six hours yeah. into the game. Yeah. That's right. There's. <laughs> that's right. I might be I might be due for Death Stranding replay, depending on how much that's That makes me want to play it now. Yeah. It's good. Uh, it's divisive. Anyway, yeah, I had the Xbox since... Friday, uh, as I said to Alana when I dropped it off, I was like, weird week to, to try and like focus on a game yes. console. Yes. Uh, and then I, I apologize that she was stuck in this <laughs> god awful country. But yeah, quick resume is awesome. The, it's super quick. It's super qu- quick and fast. I said quack. And uh, yeah, <laughs> tech wise, it's it's very impressive. But oh, man, can you just feel Halo Infinite's absence? It is yes. palpable. It is yes. like. Yes. It is like an it's like a seat for Elijah. It is just there and you can't ignore it because honestly, like all I played were games that I have on PC and Xbox uh, One S and they look good. But I was like, I don't want to be playing these right now. Right. If, if there's not a brand new shiny thing to play on it, 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 it just kind of feels like you bought like, I, I don't know. It's like back when I would buy like a new 3DS and I really didn't need one. And then right. I look, open it up, and it's like, well, these these are games I already have. <laughs> and you're like, well, I guess I just have this thing now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I spent yeah. a lot of money on. I, I feel like PS5 is in like a way better position with Miles Morales because, yeah. as was pointed yeah. out to me, you can play it on the PS4. It's not technically a PS5 exclusive, but right. it's new, so you, right. they can put right. it on shelves and say the best way to play this. Right. Is on right. the PS5. Right. And you've got Godfall launching and you've got um um Demon Souls remake and yeah. and I just feel like it's a, and you've got like those haptic feedback triggers and like bug snacks and the pathless is coming if not day 1 very soon and I'm just like damn I more than ever I feel solid in my choice to probably not get an Xbox. I yeah, I think it's I think just Miles Morales and Demon Souls are just enough to give you just enough of a reason to buy if you were on the fence about getting a PS5 at launch, uh, that that might tip you over. It's kind of the same thing as uh, Nintendo did with Breath of the Wild. You could play it on the Wii U. It, well, why would it, it was you? fine. But yeah, you could have. And then that combined with like the form factor and the portability of the Switch, I think provided just enough impetus to. And, and the fact that nobody had a Wii U uh, also helped them out a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just switching it in and out of the dock was enough to keep me entertained for three yes. hours. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I know there, there's a lot of NBA kind of like red tape 
but do you think this is that kind of situation where people have games that they're just because we don't we didn't get an Xbox from Microsoft. We or I'm not sure how much we can even talk about how we have access to uh, an Xbox Series X. No, I, I feel like we just now. outed the, her. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the fifth is the embargo. Okay. I mean, she's yeah, it's, streaming oh, it's on it. It's it's yeah. out. It's out there. So that's what that's what I was told basically. So yeah, and I think that we know that there are people reviewing Spider-Man. Like I, I can tell if you if you're on Twitter and stuff, you can see people talking around that kind of stuff without breaking their embargoes and things. Uh, but for Xbox, I think what were the launch exclusives were like Tetris Effect, the new version of it, Scorn. And there was one other game that I can't remember, but I think the medium was pushed back. The medium was of December. Right. So the medium was pushed. Uh, But there's also games that are coming out like within a couple of months, The Ascent and, you know, obviously Assassin's Creed. And I feel like Call of Duty and those games should be coming around the bend for like review code pretty shortly here because it's only two weeks away from new consoles. Right. right. So Valhalla's out. Valhalla's out next week. Yeah. Black Ops Cold War's out next week. But they're yeah. all multiplat. They're yep. they are multiplat, yep. but at least it would be something new for you to test and play on the yes. that's a good that's point. Right. That's a good right? point. Yes. But but like there's just something different about being a like <laughs> not console exclusive, but company exclusive, first yeah. party that I don't know. I just feel like I I feel like PlayStation has this in the bag. Like and Xbox I I well for launch, I should say. I think this will be a different conversation in a year, in two years, when you've yes, got yes. all the Obsidian yeah. titles and you've got Bethesda yeah. titles coming to Xbox and and like all that really neat stuff that's in the in the works. But at launch, I I can't see any reason to spend five hundred dollars on an Xbox Series X. No, I, I think it's like cool, and I, I think if you're an enthusiast um, and, and you just want to have kind of the latest and greatest, I can see that kind of. But you could if you're a, a super enthusiast, you would have a PC, I would think. Sure. So yeah. it, it, That's also it does, feeling my opinion. Yeah, it does PC. fall into a weird kind of gray area. Um, I, I do agree that like a year from now, it's a different story with, with Halo Infinite and, and a lot of other things. Two years from now, I think it's a different story. But as of next week, I, I think the PS5 has made a much more compelling case that that should be the one you buy yeah. just because you can play, you can play all the multi flats and you get at least two. I think that most people would be interested in or that a lot in, in miles Morales and demon souls. Right. And and I think there's some really great indie titles that they've focused on yes. to have coming out that are not, that are like available on PC as well, but they were smart enough to get console exclusivity. There's yeah. also something like eight know. new Xbox Studio exclusive studios now. They're all like yeah, Double yeah. Finds and it's all a, of those other. It's companies. a good investment. Yeah, but just not. It's, it's a good investment. Not quick like, enough. There's but, nothing but, exciting. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you wanted to. I'm just gonna say. I was just gonna say it's not exciting to have like the inv- the knowledge that something is going to be good down the line doesn't make me have a better time with it today. Yeah, totally. Right. But I think it's also interesting to bring up launch, and I don't know how much we want to pivot or even, uh, you know, discuss this just yet. But at launch, I don't know who's being going to be able to get consoles, right? Like, it's just, yeah. we just got that announcement today about PS5s are now only, yeah. uh, right? That, that like, on launch day, you cannot go to a retail store and get a PS5 unless you've already uh, got that pre-order and set up a, an appointment or whatever. So it's interesting because you might not have the choice to buy a PS5 at launch. Who knows even when that, that yeah. box You is might have to wait a few days. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's a response to the, the, the Microsoft GameStop partnership. Hmm. You know, I don't know. It feels like they've gotten a little cozier and maybe Sony's pulling back a little. I, I don't know. That That's kind of that's, conspiratorial like conspiracy thinking. theory. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, if I you can't good... do conspiracies on a podcast, where can you do them? <laughs> Seriously, um, yeah. And I do want to talk about Hollow Earth. Also chemtrails. Have you guys been and keeping chemtrails. up with the latest? <laughs> yes. Dude, yes. I, I know somebody that worked on a chemtrails documentary and like he was just purely on it in a professional <laughs> technical aspect. Like didn't he, buy into it. It was just a job. But I was talking to him. He's like, you know, they make some really interesting points. I was oh, like, no. I don't know. Oh, I don't want to no. get into this. <laughs> I feel Smart like guy. everybody <laughs> should be required to take like media literacy and critical thinking classes. Well, I don't uh, think anyone Jesus. is equipped to be an assistant editor and pour through hours and hours of footage. Because when you do that, you think you're an expert at whatever you're watching. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're just, yeah. like, just because you oh, watched yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, oh, I know all about this on set recording technology that i'm making a guide for <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i another thing i noticed with the series x uh the quick resume 
seems really cool. Oh, uh, they they so have cool. taken it down. Uh, uh, they've removed it for some titles uh, just recently, apparently because of a bug that they're fixing. They clearly want to get it ready for for launch day. But but um, one reviewer said like uh, during previews they were like juggling between a dozen games, half dozen games, I think, half dozen, eight to sorry, twelve second yeah. load time. Just just nuts though. I mean that's yeah. that's amazing. I didn't get it quite to that many, but like bigger games definitely rock it a little bit more. So I think it's the optimized games for the series series of consoles. Yeah. So like but it was working for me yesterday on Gears 5. Okay. Like I jumped between Gears 5 and Ori and the Will of the Wisps like six times. It's just like boop 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 boop. It's yeah. super quick. Uh, it doesn't work for a handful of games. No Man's Sky totally resets after you close out and uh, go back in. Okay. I guess it, okay. it operates server side so much that I can't save it all on the RAM. But the hell? Sorry, they're weed whacking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, quick resume rules. It works after you restart too. Oh, you wow. You need to unplug the that's console. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's the one that, that tripped me Yeah, up. it's like a magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that's cool. amazing oh, this. yeah it's super rad and the smaller games like indie titles is where you're gonna really see it shine you can just jump right into it i i and i feel like that's i i don't know as someone with the undiagnosed adhd i feel like that's like something i would absolutely use and and uh, that's the thing about the series x like i think there's like so much potential there i think it's got a lot of like I, I don't know. I think the features like that are really cool. It's it clearly seems like the most powerful console. I man, and I know Microsoft wishes wishes this too. I wish Halo Infinite had launched with it. You because, you can uh, really tell that was the plan. They oh feel yeah, oh for yeah. The end of 2020. <laughs> Holiday, yeah. All of it. They feel like you get it. You unbox it. You plug it in. You go. Why do I have this? <laughs> yeah. why, why did I? Why did I clear six square feet on my TV stand to to make to space play for Game this? Pass <laughs> to play Game Pass? Yeah. yeah, it's like well, I guess I'll just play games I don't want to play since I already beat them. It, it feels like to use a sports analogy, it feels like their starting quarterback went down and they just had nobody else on the bench it's like well i guess we'll use the kicker then because right, we've got yeah. no other we're just gonna hike it to the running back every down i guess because we got yeah. no other plan Even, like when the shortstop starts pitching yeah. <laughs> in the bottom yeah. of the yeah. 13th right. inning <laughs> right because you burned through your rotation because it's the playoffs and you've got you nobody six left. pitchers in the first three innings yeah and the shortstop like immediately tears his rotator <laughs> after the yeah, second but he has to stay on the mound for the rest of the game <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like even if it wasn't Halo, there could have been something like last gen. We got Rome at least uh, or yeah. Rise. Sorry, it was called Rise. Rise. Son of Rome. Rise, Son of Rome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, PS4 it had what? Uh, uh, Infamous Second Son. It was and uh, Resogun. <laughs> I want to say something kill. Gosh, what is the kill zone? Kill zone. Sorry. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. They didn't. The PS4 didn't have an incredible launch lineup no, last time. It, yeah. yeah. There was, there was, you know. Yeah, I remember I beat Infamous Second Son and I was like, or I wasn't even done with it. I think I just played so much. I was like, what else can I do? And then I played Resident yeah. Evil for two hours. Right. Yeah, and everybody which was playing Resident Evil. Yeah, which oh, is, you know, incredible game. But also like not exactly the benchmark of next generation no, hardware, really. right? So I, they could have yeah. made anything really. Like if they just kind of like the Tetris effect connected of, of yes. the next gen upgrades. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, not cool. <laughs> well, I mean, at least Resident Evil didn't, had not already existed before. Yes, but uh, Tetris Effect Connected Game of the Year. <laughs> you heard it here. We're calling it now. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see what sales are like because on one hand, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I, I think lots of people are still, I mean, we're, we're all still at home, I, I, which I think leaves more time for games. Uh, we've seen a lot more, you know, we've seen g- games like Animal Crossing just sort of do crazy business. On the other hand, I feel like, the economy being mm-hmm. what it is and layoffs and all this other stuff. I don't know if it's the time for a lot of people to just break out 500, you know, 600 bucks when all said and done or, or more than that for a new console. So it's a lot of money. Yeah. And I, I feel like in times like these people kind of start saving and, and I'm just wondering what, what'll be the, you know, if, if that'll affect it at all. I think so. I, I do think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's- I, I I mean personally, I feel like I'm gonna hold off. Like I don't know, I'm I'm not gonna buy either right out of the gun. I, I would I would lean toward PS5 to play 
you know, Miles Morales and, and the Demon Souls remake, but it's not, to me, that's not like I've got to, like, I've got to go out and get one on launch day to play either of those. No, yeah. That's why I got my, uh, so I got my Oculus. I'm like, yeah. I got something new and, uh, <laughs> it's was it, i got it on day one you just kicked the bug no a different, different way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No. and that's definitely a different experience even if you are playing similar games right or that was that was my whole that was my whole reasoning i was yeah. like out of all the things i could buy this offers a totally different right it's, it's singular it's like it's completely separate well not so yeah it's completely separate from playing a game yeah. on my pc and that's like to a lesser extent how i feel about the ps5 and the xbox i'm like the xbox is like an incremental improvement in computing and performance right and uh little features and big features like quick resume and i'm like but like the ps5 offers this experience that you can't get on another machine supposedly yeah. now we're gonna see if dev has yeah. actually come through on that uh my friend is a dev and he we were talking about the triggers last night uh about like to what extent are those going to be used outside of a first party application? So, but it feels like right now, and I've seen, I think Wired wrote about this, or maybe it was the Washington Post, but like Sony is promising an experience. That, <laughs> yes, yes. Which, which like Nintendo does that better than anyone. They don't, they don't care about hardware. No. Oh, like how powerful it is? Absolutely yeah. not. No. I mean, no. obviously Sony is like definitely got the teraflops to back up enough of what it's saying, but like Nintendo is like, well, we have a Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> attached yeah. to a potato clock. Yeah, it, uh, it, you yeah. need cardboard and string to operate this console, <laughs> but uh, you get to do it in a room with your family all gathered around. So it's going to be great. I mean, this Mario he, game runs on chalk. <laughs> so, Sony does seem to be edging just a little bit toward that in, in favor of slightly less power uh although still very powerful but yeah they've clearly gone in on the controller everybody talks about the haptics on the controller and uh, the triggers the the rumble feet the hd rumble feedback or whatever the the sort of variations on the rumbles now and uh also the the ui completely redesigned whereas like uh the series x the ui is basically the same thing as the xbox one the controller's basically the same thing as the Xbox One. Now there have been tweaks and there have been some, you know, some improvements, but but unless they're I, side I, by side, you can't really tell. Yeah, but they're going on the power. controller specifically. They're, they're going on this is the best way to play video games, which is fine, but you need video games to play them on. Right. I I have a question, sort of a thought experiment, but do we think there's going to be a a scandal like a red ring of death or a joy con drift or like is the haptic feedback motor gonna like get like get like this whirring clicking sound after two weeks of use like what's what's gonna happen this is a good question especially with controllers because people abuse those things yeah Yeah. and i feel like xbox playing a little safe like sony's got so much like doodads and bits and bobs and new stuff it's just like yeah there's a lot of moving parts guys i think the, <laughs> the, the narrative around sony stuff is generally they introduce new features like think about like um six access right or whatever and like you said earlier connor they kind of use it in their first party titles but then it kind of just disappears forever uh and no so one else it, uses them like the touch yeah. pad and the shaking <laughs> that we saw in last of us 2 after it had disappeared for four years right <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you kind of to play guitar <laughs> okay <laughs> and then it kind of comes back you know it comes back a few years later when the next iteration of that first party game comes out and you're like oh yeah i forgot this this could do this or this had that like six axis feature or whatever yeah and i didn't really like it then and it's still kind of not okay now <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it's still sense. It seems like it's a lot better. And I'm really excited about that, like way to change uh, the way that we play games and changing controllers, I think, is like one of the biggest things you could do to differentiate yourself. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the Joy-Cons, like I didn't know how many people play with them separate, broken out just like this <laughs> on the couch. Right. And, like you can't even tell they're playing a game. I don't know. There's like there's stuff with Sony in the past specifically that's been less Red Ring of Death and more just kind of like grading. And then it just kind of compounds as the life cycle of the console goes on and maybe they fix it in other iterations, like like the vent, like the vents, the the, the noise of the vents in the PS4. Right, right. Those, right. that's kind of become something that like is annoying and frustrating has kind of just become something we just put up with and uh, it gets really hot. And then you've got like 
uh, download speeds on the PS4 over Wi-Fi or even wired when you're running any other game, terrible. And it's just something that yes. we just kind of yes. accept. And so right. I'm like wondering like if there's like something that no one could have accounted for until it's in the hands of like hundreds, thousands, millions of users. It, that's a good that's a good point. I mean, up to this point, and, and maybe I'm forgetting something, but it never feels like Sony has had a catastrophic hardware issue like the red ring of death i know there was the yellow light of death on the ps3 but that was that was comparatively very minor um and even like joy con drift with the switch i feel like was much bigger than anything sony has had yeah i was gonna say so, both, both companies are usually pretty solid on on their hardware at least with their controllers and stuff i don't think there's ever really been an issue sony generally has a problem more on well, the software and getting hacked or like, yeah, oh, the true, way we true, set true, up true. your profiles means you can never change your profile name, <laughs> like stuff like that. Oh, you know, the best. Uh, yes, the best. So, I mean, that's stuff we won't even know for for a little ways out. But yeah, I think with the the rush <laughs> nature of like the the warehouse manufacturing and, and the production because of COVID and things, there's bound to be some kind of hiccups or hurdles. And we always had heard that rumor about like fifty percent failure rate on the system on chip process yeah, for PlayStation. Yeah, right. yeah. that's scary. Yeah, now that's that's. Well, so, like, worrisome. The way you huge heat sink gonna melt the whole thing. <laughs> well, the way you test those chips, I, I'm not as worried about it because the way you ch- test those chips is chips is if you get a bad batch, it just gets thrown out. You, you're not gonna get one of those like failed chips per se. Yeah, you know, because they true. they bake lately like on these huge sheets essentially. But but yeah, so, but but what else could be wrong? You know, if that's happening, right? There, that just means they're losing a lot of money trying to manufacture these chips and get them into these consoles. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that the consoles will be broken when you get them. Right, that there's some flaw yeah. embedded in them. Yeah. Um, uh, side note about the Joy Cons. I sent off. I had two sets of Joy Cons that both had drift on on the Switch, and I sent them back. I finally sent them to Nintendo. Like, please fix these um, because th- my kids had just abused them, <laughs> and they were just like drifting terribly. I sent them to Nintendo. I didn't hear back for three weeks, and then they just sent me two new sets of Joy Cons. Oh, that's <laughs> great! Go. We don't want. Yeah, it was fine, but it was funny. It was just like, yeah, you know what? We're not gonna buy. Here, here you go. Just that's. I wish that happened all the time. I bought my yeah. Switch uh, used off a guy in a Burger King parking lot. I mean, we had arranged to meet beforehand. It wasn't happenstance. It was wasn't spur of the Whopper Junior in sack of Whoppers. But yeah, this young um, man has switches for sale. <laughs> was he dressed up hey, like you want to switch? <laughs> Was he dressed up like Snake King? <laughs> he was the Burger King with a big trench coat, which at first I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if this is, <laughs> I don't like this. Um, I do like the, like the switch of like responsibility on who fucks up Nintendo controllers because now it's all like drift and like user error. But before it was just people just like, just launching those Wiimotes into TVs and just slamming them onto coffee tables and shit, playing Wii Bowling. I mean, my, my pop-up just like, he fucking, rocked back like he was holding a 12 pound ball and then just like boom just yes. slammed it into the side of the coffee yes. table yes. <laughs> it was awesome and Nintendo <laughs> at that point is like buy more because you broke that <laughs> yep. my my brother's friend did this like 10 years after everyone else stopped and launched a Wii remote into the basement oh. TV. <laughs> like <laughs> a year classic. or two ago. You should have taken a picture. That would have gone viral. I think, yeah. I think my brother did send me one but I was just like when they told me what happened I was like in 2018? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I really got into those videos when they started like taking a turn where it's like, oh, here's like another Wiimote catastrophe. And it's like somebody about to wind up for bowling, like you said, but then like a cat knocks something off a shelf and it takes them out instead. Like just multi-layered. <laughs> Have you seen, this is like a different clip and this is a tangent we don't need to go down, but like, you know, the Richie's whatever plank, the VR experience where you're like walking on a plank over like a very high rise building. Yeah. It's very scary. <laughs> This guy's brain was so into the VR that he was walking towards the TV and they're like, you did it. And he jumps like Assassin's Creed style straight into the TV. It's like a huge flat screen and he jumps from maybe three feet away. He just launches into its spread eagle. And they're like, ah! I'll see if I can find that. Uh, Send it to y'all. That's pretty good. That's funny. Um, The other thing that was a big story uh, earlier this week, uh, the Series S uh, someone got an early um, uh, uh, unit, basically, in Canada. They got it shipped early to them by a retailer. And uh, uh, they, they posted a picture of the box on Reddit. 
And uh, people were asking him questions. You know, they got to be they got the karma farm off this mm-hmm. for a, a good solid day. And uh, of course, we already knew the Series S only has 512 gigs of storage. And someone asked, uh, "Could you boot it up and tell us how much storage there actually is?" You know, once the the operating system takes its you know takes its cut and all that, they said it has 364 gigs of storage, which is uh, not a lot. It's a nice round all, number for an all digital <laughs> console. Uh, yes, yeah, so that is bad. that's rough. That's so bad yeah i feel like i'm already kind of shuffling a lot with my ps4 uh launch ps4 i like anytime i buy yeah a new game i kind of already have to shuffle it so for me yeah. like this wasn't as big of a deal I, I think for some people it's just not going to matter especially if you're on a budget budget or you're like 12 years old and you just have all the time in the world to be like managing your game collection and stuff I and mean, even if you don't like i think there's some people who just are like i'll save 200 bucks just to have this minor annoyance all the time but right if you want to play more than like and i think a lot of people keep using call of duty as the benchmark not everybody plays call of duty and people who do usually uh, are playing it for a long time or they're going to play through the campaign and, and delete it or whatever so i don't know like they're, they're, to an extent i'm like yeah that really sucks there's not a lot of room to put more than two games on there really i mean with yeah. with game sizes getting more than 100 gigs there's not more than room for like two or three games. And if you don't count like your growing indie collection that you want to switch between or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Think, yeah. For some people, that's really, really good. For the people that it sucks for, it really, really sucks. Digital only, obviously. I think for the people that it really affects, like for me, there's like a handful of games that I like to have on, which I'm on PC now, so it's a little easier. But like, I like to be able to like just jump into Hitman 2 like once every few months and i don't want yeah. to have to like reinstall it every time yeah so like yes. when i was on ps4 that also included the installs for hitman one because it has the levels right. for that and so it's this huge file and then like the witcher 3 by the end enormous i mean don't even get me started on red dead 2 uh so i feel like if you're the person that is going to have those investing in one of those seagate cards is a must which yeah i do think there should be more onboard storage but i will say the connection speed between those Seagates and the in, the internals of the console is ridiculous. I copied have you it. played it? So I, I moved a couple games because uh, Alana's Xbox, okay. she had one of those on there. And uh, I filled up the hard drive on the Xbox. And so there was she already had games on there and then I installed a bunch more. So mm-hmm. it holds a lot. Mm-hmm. But like when it came time to move it, it copies like, it's like extremely fast. It might be gigabit are approaching that okay. it, it just like moves data so well, it goes like, right to the bus like yeah it's it's a it's not just like an ssd it's like a special uh not even proprietary because this this is being built around in like other different types of machines and stuff um and camera tech kind of tries to do this too to like really expensive cameras so that you don't get any delays and you're like recording or whatever but yeah right. like that thing is special that's why it's expensive it's it's yeah it's like symbiotic yes <laughs> completely <laughs> two-way yeah it just the data just goes it's right the to venom it, so. suit over your <laughs> yeah Xbox. so it's, it's yeah. not quite the same compromise as plugging in a uh, right. like a western digital passport to your ps4 right uh you're you'll have good performance off of it but even still 220 dollars is so much on top of it you've almost doubled your you're paying more than you would for the series x i mean how do you feel about the series S just kind of being like a game pass machine though or like maybe even an x cloud machine or it's like a box that someone can put in their house to actually yeah that's a good point sorry to to interrupt you no no it has it has kids console written all over it you put that in the game room and yeah, you you put X Cloud on it and Game Pass, and then yeah, and and let everybody leave you alone. This is That's, the dad perspective. That is, it <laughs> is. You, you well, who do you think the buys these consoles? <laughs> yeah, money doesn't grow Me? on trees. <laughs> oh, no, Get a no, job. Ah, no, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a living room console. I'll probably I'll, I might get one. If it comes um, down to it. I, I think it's a yeah, it's I think it's a, a, a very cheap entry point into the next generation. And that's yeah, that's what it's for. And yeah, if if little Timmy has to wait and install and reinstall a bunch of games, well that'll that'll keep him busy. I think it's kind of fun, <laughs> honest. I enjoy watch it, download bars. But, <laughs> but but for people who are affected by slow, like a really slow internet speeds, then it really, really yeah. is, it's not an option, yeah. I'd say. I think it's not Absolutely. an option for you, really. 
Um, and that's you, right. you'd probably be hesitant about buying an all digital console anyway, if that's that's your situation. That's right. So. Yeah, if you if you had bad internet, I, I don't know if that would be your first choice to begin with. Also, I kind of agree. I I find watching download bars oddly calming, and I like doing it. <laughs> well, that so. part, uh, but just being like, oh, it. which which one of these games has to go? Yeah, which of these? Yeah. Uh, it, I, <laughs> who gets to live and who <laughs> dies? <laughs> or like, yeah, just kind of be, having a real honest, honest moment with yourself of like, hmm, am I actually going to finish that last boss in Bloodborne or not? <laughs> like, this new game is out now. What what should I do? Yeah, uh, I, I guess it should be also noticed that that it's a similar situation is brewing with the PS5, where people are claiming it's only going to have something like 825 gigs instead of the full terabyte. It's obviously 800 is a, it's much more than than 364, but uh, maybe people will be be bummed about that too because it is that's like more of like the flagship title. It's not even like a a reduced version or like a slim like Xbox Series right. X slim or something. But 800 is bad too. Yeah, yeah. it's not great. I mean, I mean even bad, a terabyte right. nowadays is cutting it close, right? If right. You, if you right, exactly. Yeah. If if you're buying like a big game a month or something, and some people only buy a couple a year, but you know, it's it's you're not we can't get as far as we used to, but the trade-off is we have these really really fast hard drives now to do really really cool things with these consoles. Yes. So exactly. Does I just wanted to does PS5 have a similar expansion uh option available? Yes. So their situation is different in that I think you actually have to remove like a backplate or something. But they, what Mark Sturdy talked about this in the road to PS4, that they're basically, it's like a special type of SSD that you'll have to get. But they're, he said in that talk, I believe that they're working with with distributors um, like the Seagates of the world to try and make. Uh, that, that you could go out and basically buy any version of this as long so as third it, party stuff. Yeah, yeah, third party stuff as long as it had the footprint and then hit the benchmarks was was their thing. So potentially wouldn't be as expensive to expand your storage in your PS5 um, as we know okay. right now. I, I will say to Connor's earlier point about uh, just sort of the, the speed and the, the quick loading times, I, I like that too. And it will dissuade me sometimes from playing a game if I think about, uh I don't want to sure. sit through having to like re-download this or booting it up or I'll, I'll just play this instead. You know, I like I like just sort of, you know, picking it up and going within sort of like 30 seconds. Uh, that's to me, that's uh, sometimes that can be a deal breaker. I know that sounds super lazy, but it is. <laughs> I know, mean, especially honestly. if it's a multiplayer game and it's yeah. like, hey, do you want to play Battlefield tonight? And it's like, yes. And I remember on my launch PS4 at my old apartment where I didn't have a wired connection in my room it was like, oh, there's a 28 gig update. I can't play this tonight. Yeah. Oh, that is. A I just can't. I, I think one benefit to the to the Series S, the aspect that we hadn't really talked about yet, is that you can get an external like drive, like a regular external drive, uh, and store your games on there, and then move them over to to the hard drive. You can swap things out that way. But if you want yeah. that performance and that speed, the load times, you know, frame rate processing, all that. You're going to want to play off the SSD, obviously. Yeah. It's got to be on yeah. the mothership. Yes. Yeah. And that that does kind of chip away at the promise of the console. Mm. Right. You know, over PC, right. which is this is your all-in-one machine. You don't have to worry about logistics. You just hit, get the name, get damn games and play. No no worries about swapping things on drives or optimizing. Or <laughs> ah, the old, uh, yeah. Well, that was, yeah. And that's always where consoles kind of had the, the advantage where it was like you knew the games were going to work. You didn't have to, yeah, update drivers or anything like that. It was, a, it was a pretty sort of simple process. And if you take that away, it's a lot more annoying. And you're like, yeah. well, why am I doing this? I mean, there's plenty of games for Xbox that do not play on an Xbox. Arc Survival Evolved, for example. <laughs> just oh, doesn't is it, play. Is it bad? <laughs> just, well. I tried to do a gameplay stream once with Zach, and it, it, he just never was able to get it to run. Not <laughs> once. On a 1X. So On a 1X? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and I was looking. Apparently, they have like myriad issues getting that. Game it's, yeah, this. or, or like when they also tr- terribly optimized for console, but it's yeah. on it. Or when so. they yeah they tried to put Witcher three on Switch, like it was just the uh, tried. Yeah, yeah, they tried. Yeah. The <laughs> it's not a good way idea. To play. It felt like they did it on a dare. <laughs> you haven't day. seen Novigrad until it's made with six polygons. Yeah, hold my <laughs> beer. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to uh, another big story of the week. Activision Blizzard uh, had their quarterly earnings report, and this is where you know they'll typically say some interesting stuff, or sometimes 
to investors. And they said something uh, extremely troubling that they believe their future is in mobile and that that's where the growth is. And they're going to bring more and more franchises over to mobile. And, and of course, they've kind of had a, a they put out Call of Duty mobile last year. That's done well. But they've also pissed off a lot of people with like Diablo Immortal, uh, you know, announcing that a couple of years ago. People thought we were going to get a new Diablo game. They were right. But they didn't want it for mobile. It was roundly booed at BlizzCon, uh, <laughs> leading to the famous "Do you guys not have phones?" Uh, response. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, the reality is, uh, uh, you know, their subsidiary King makes you know all those crappy mobile games that make a ton of money. Yes, and King. you just sort of realize, oh right, these are they're 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 going to do this because it's going to make them a lot of money, and they don't really care what we think. Oh, yeah. I think that's something that's easy to forget when we kind of get bought up in loyalty to like uh, fandom or brands or yes. specific game IPs that we like. At the end of the day, the companies that are running shop want to make the most money as possible. And in Activision's case, they've never been shy about that. Uh, they've, you know, many, many years of covering games, they've been kind of uh, seen that. I think like Bobby Kodak is like the face of Activision for a long time. It's just been a yes. really fun video game villain, like a game industry villain in some ways. Uh, but yeah, I think the idea that when I think about this and I think about like what Activision franchises are left to make mobile games out of and how it would work, they've already got a call of duty, call of duty one Diablo's immortal still isn't done, uh, but it's coming, I guess. So what, I mean, what does that mean? Like a different, like a hearthstone, I, I don't really consider a mobile game, but it works really well on, on, uh, tablets and things and, and mobile phones. Uh, so what else do you, do you all see coming, uh, in terms of Activision that? mobile games? Am I correct that Call of Duty Mobile is uh, developed by Timmy, by Timmy, by Tencent? So. That wouldn't be I, surprising. They, they have their hands. Tencent has their hands on a lot of mobile games, like a lot yes. of games that are really big overseas that we probably like aren't familiar in, in, in terms of titles. It to was us. developed by Timmy Studios. Yeah. yeah. So they it's so interesting that they they have Tencent on Call of Duty and NetEase on Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like really just running the gambit of. of Chinese super corporations. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is what, it. That's, <laughs> that's their ultimate goal. Well, and they, <laughs> that, they, that they the mentioned, <laughs> they mentioned, yeah, we, I think call of duty is, I, I think the, the mobile call of duty is either coming to China or it's already there. I, I forget. I think it's really close, but then they also mentioned, yeah, but we want to, we want to get into India. We want to get into Mexico and like all these other markets. So it, it feels like maybe they feel like they've hit a saturation point in the West and they're just, you know, expanding out. Yeah. I mean, and there also was a story recently that they're planning to, I think you covered this in a roundup, Brian, that they're staffing up like 2000 positions yes. for develop developing positions. I don't know if that's like internal admin stuff or mostly like artists and designers and programmers and that sort of thing, but it's, a, that's a lot of people. And that would make sense, I guess, if you're going to make like, I don't know how, how many games could 2000 people make in a year, in a year or two years yeah. or three years, a lot, uh, especially mobile games. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of like money and microtransactions and, and that's a double whammy, right? Like if you can get a successful mobile game, that's already a ton of money. But if you can make a successful uh, mobile game that hits in Asia, you're set for multiple, multiple lifetimes. Like you're you've just, got you can develop yeah. a GTA. And yeah. never right. sell it. You've developed a money machine that will just spit money at you forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so mean, it's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer because uh, uh, I, I don't know, especially like blizzard, like they haven't made a lot of new stuff lately. And so it's just a bummer to see the parent company. be like, no, oh, we're going to make more mobile games. That's, that's what we're doing. Right. I mean, it's like a Konami with the pachinko machine. <laughs> yes, that's not right. quite that's so exactly, lame. But like yeah. when they're like, actually, we're not going to make a state of the art <laughs> horror game that's wildly no. anticipated. We're going to make uh, basically our version of slot machines. It's a yeah. great point. Like these companies that push the medium, like for us, that that really like PT really shook things up, and and, and it's affected the way that I think that horror games have been made. You know, from that point on. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, Biohazard is like a direct. <laughs> Vamp off that, right? Yeah, totally. And, and like these huge conglomerates and 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 people that that call the shots have control over these like IPs and stuff that that yeah like affect our medium and push our medium in that way. And that's what's a bummer. Like you're saying with with Blizzard, those are the properties because what are they going to make? Like a Spyro mobile game, which right. they have the license for a Crash mobile game. Like that's probably not going to hit. But they're probably if you do like an Overwatch mobile game or something, 
uh, an Overwatch gotcha game. Absolutely. You know? yep. And then, yep. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it yeah. could be, but I, I think that's probably where the fear goes, right? Is like, oh, no. I'm sure they've yeah. talked about a mobile Overwatch. Yeah. You know absolutely. what's funny is they could already have it made. But after Diablo Immortal, they really have to wait till Overwatch 2 is yes. ready to come out before yep. they can announce the mobile game. They're probably just sitting on it. They're like, I'd love to start making money on this. But uh, who? well, actually, you know what? Who am I to say that Blizzard does a smart PR move? Maybe <laughs> they, this would be the maybe first. Not. So, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I can't see them getting back on stage to, to announce a mobile game like in the near future at at all even if you do the overwatch 2 and it's like who's the who's yeah. the guy who's the developer that's going to get up on stage and tell everybody like oh yeah did you like that overwatch 2 trailer that Overwatch like did, I, but we also got another thing for you guess what else yeah, yeah. No, definitely a press release at two in the morning we hear you like oh we'll hear you like mobile games well listen to this <laughs> <laughs> you know that game you've been looking for <laughs> yeah that's it that's it it's it's also your mic drop announcement can never be a mobile game mm-hmm. ever. I, I no. feel like that's what they need to learn. It's it's not what anybody wants. Uh, even a, a lot of mobile players, I feel like, shouldn't feel good about themselves. Uh, wow. I, 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 for 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 patronizing this kind of nonsense, but I also think that it's. I don't think it's any coincidence that as uh, the developers have chased mobile more and more, I think we've seen indie devs kind of step into that, that void. Mm. And, you know, uh, I mean, Hades, one of the best games this year, you know, and, and just these smaller studios that are, are, I think that are just in it to try to make a good traditional console and PC game rather than, yeah, just, uh, just whatever gotcha. I get nonsense. what you're saying crank out yeah that makes sense uh, not I mean, all the time i mean there's a lot of indie crap out there too <laughs> but uh but i i think there's there's been enough you know especially over the last just five to seven years hades is nice. so freaking good it is so good it is so good i mean the tools available to indie developers are just like yes. more comprehensive yes. than they've ever been so like you get shit like i mean we don't know how it's gonna be but that uh is it Bright memory, yeah, the bright memory. Xbox game that's one person making it. Yeah, I think he outsources all like different elements of that. I don't know if he does everything it's like cool, though, a hundred percent on his own. But yeah, no matter, regardless, like it's a, it's a feat, um, and it looks. Hollow cool. Knight yeah. was three, four people. Fall Guys was a small studio. The first Shovel Knight, I think, was, was like small too. Yeah, fairly big as far as indies go. Okay, from what I remember. Gosh, if I was and Xbox, I would have hired Phasma, Phasma, or whatever. Oh, Phasmophobia. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah, And it's funny because that's how games started out being made. I mean, sort of your late 70s, you know, early, it was like one person, you know, just sort of coding. And, you know, it's the tools are a lot more powerful now. But yeah, it's I I think they'll just continue to fill that void as, as you see just more and more triple a studios just sort of gradually getting more and more into this crap i mean just all the sports games (laughs) oh the clouds cleared nice well that did get bright yeah for our podcast listeners yeah uh they just got bright in connor's apartment connor just got a halo yeah (laughs) yeah i ascended very exciting um okay let's uh or does anybody else uh have anything before we go into questions uh, i'm ready let's do some questions sure all right yeah let's answer we we posted this late so these are uh hold on let me refresh so i can get all hot off the press yeah i'm just gonna we did this last time and i thought it was fun i just sort of read them all we just kind of speed speed went through them Stephen Allen asks, backwards compatibility means, this is a, well, there's eventually a question. Backwards compatibility means there's no reason to keep an Xbox One or PS4 once you upgrade and there'll be less demand for resale. Once online support for them ends too, they're only going to be useful as paperweights should Xbox and Sony be the ones to recycle them and not us. Oh, interesting. I love this question, actually. E-junk is definitely a big issue. I wasn't thinking about it from that perspective because I'm like, it's nice to have your old your old consoles. I think that's cool. But I'm looking at a PS2 Slim right now and I love having it. But also I'm like, yeah, e-waste is a serious problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it would be cool if they had like programs. I know like some retailers like Best Buy has a 
you know, uh, or at least they used to have a thing where you could like recycle all your old uh, electronics. So it, I don't know. My I gym think it's had a good that. idea. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the the rock gym. They just had this big giant cardboard box on a pallet that was like, throw your your e waste out here. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I I always wish that there was some kind of program like that for old consoles. I mean, I don't think I'll be getting rid of any of my old consoles anytime soon. But now it does make more sense than ever. It's just because I traumatized myself, and I I think I talked about this <laughs> last week when I sold my GameCube and my PS2, and it just I've always regretted it. So I feel like I will at least hold on to them for a while. But yeah, it would be really cool. I like for computers and stuff like I have a MacBook Pro and and I think there is a trade in program for Apple stuff to a certain extent, depending on how old it is. Yeah, I know they they have that with phones, too. Yeah, and with phones. Um, So it would be nice if console manufacturers do that. I'd like to see that and also more distribution from like Microsoft and Sony directly. Yes, they they do make a good point about backwards compatibility, though, because it is kind of if you buy a Series X, your Xbox One, you really don't need that anymore. You could trade that in more feasibly than a PS4, yeah. Right, you're not going to lose. You're not going to lose that much. So I I get that. Yeah. Um, All right, moving on. Claudia asks, "What was your favorite game you got on Christmas?" Related to that, was it a surprise, or did you have to specify what game to get? Uh, And then in parenthetical, they say, "I always had to tell my parents which one, and later I was the one in charge of buying one for my younger brother too." I was in a very similar boat. Yeah, yes. growing up, I think you um, you can shoot yourself in the foot a lot as somebody who likes games and is young, because just based on a box art or like a, a like a, a one sheet in a magazine oh, or something, yes. you'd be like, "Oh, I yes. really want that," and you get it for Christmas yes. and you like burn through it in three hours or something, and just like, "Oh, this wasn't the game." I think like Spawn. I got Spawn for Super Nintendo and I was like super into Spawn at the time for some reason. Just the comics <laughs> and like that Todd McFarlane like wild art style. Yep. And then it just yep. like, I couldn't beat the first level. I was like, this is really, really hard. Or second level, I think. There was like a boss, a redeemer, I think. And at that age, like I just couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. So I just would play that first level over and over again. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute. In a uh, way. <laughs> I did that on uh, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire on N64. <laughs> I would get, I would go through along the whole train and then I couldn't beat IG-88. And then oh. I'd start over. <laughs> no. I didn't even you you could have told me that was the whole game. I would have been like, yeah, it kind of sucks. But I guess that is the whole game. It's but like that. Was, yeah. This is an obscure reference, but that AVGN episode where I forget what game he's playing, but he's like, ah, I beat the whole game. And then he's like, no, that's just the first guy. That's just the first guy. That's the first boss. Uh, yeah, I, I think for Christmas stuff, eventually I stopped asking for games because I just became so aware of the space. You got more into books. What I wanted to play. Or just like it wasn't <laughs> it seemed like a hard thing to put my family through to be like, hey, give me this one really specific game that I like. Or I would always just ended up started buying it before. Like I'd already have the game I wanted. So I usually like I would put a list of games that like I kind of would be like okay with owning, but not like wouldn't put all right. that pressure on like this is the one I have to have, you know, because I already just bought it or I'd just get it. That's myself. that's that's how I am now. Yeah. My mom's like, can I buy you a game? I'm like, you think I'm going to wait? <laughs> Patty? I, yeah, I, I feel like I've always had to take charge and be like, no, this is the one specifically I want. Because, yeah, I, I feel like if you leave it in your parents' hands, that's like giving it to the judges at the end of a fight. I mean, you just you don't know what's going to happen. You, you got to take control. The, the, the one I can mainly remember, and I, I've kind of told the story before, but the, the Christmas I first got an NES, and of course it came with Super Mario Brothers, but then I took back enough other gifts that I got, like I returned them so I could buy Legend of Zelda, oh, the first nice, one. nice, And dude. that game was so good. Like, just so, oh, just the best. Like, it had so many things that just other games did. Like, to save your game was a, a lovely rarity and, and just like getting different swords and armor and just, ah, uh, it was so, so yeah, that was, that's awesome. that's like permanently seared in, you know, in, in that impressionable young mind where I never forgot it. I remember my mom took me to GameStop and we got like a, one of the Lego games cause I'm a little <laughs> younger. So those like sure really yeah. hit in the prime when I was in like middle school. And we got Lego Indiana Jones. And I was so fucking stoked to get Lego Indiana Jones for the fucking way. Holy shit, was I on one. And we're in the driveway. We had just gotten back from GameStop. And my dad pulls up and he's like, hey, how, what do you guys, what do you guys, do you just get home from somewhere? And I'm like, dad, dad, mom got me this. And I remember in retrospect, looking back what happened, but he put a white bag behind his back and went, oh, that's great. Oh, no. 
he had oh, no. he was gonna surprise me with that very game oh. and he was right to get it and it was just like i could just see the like he was so crestfallen crestfallen <laughs> oh, yeah. no. yes just like ruined and then like i think I, he mentioned it like later like days Aww. or weeks or hours i don't know <laughs> yeah. but i still think about that and i'm just like god i've never seen the wind so fully taken out of somebody's yeah. sails <laughs> he was really just like oh okay <laughs> i feel bad to this day 13 14 years later that happened, that happened to me one time some well like kind of a say like we all went out for ice cream and then I remember we like we all got home and we were dropping my dad off like the rest of us had to go somewhere else. But I saw my dad like walk to the door and get his key out. And as he was fumbling with his keys, the top of his ice cream just fell <laughs> onto the sidewalk. <laughs> and I just saw him like drop his head. Like, <laughs> like so, so sad. That is <laughs> fundamentally heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, it was like you just in that, and now I realize that he probably thought, you know, you get so few joys in life as a dad, and I was right. going to go home and enjoy this ice cream while with the no rest kids of our family was. Oh my god, <laughs> just, your poor dad. He just kind of looked back at us with just these sad eyes. Yeah, <laughs> so sad. Yeah, the moment you realize your dad feels feelings. Is, yeah, is and really tough. <laughs> even as a nine-year-old, I could sort of tell. Like I could feel some empathy. Well, you can probably is, relate oh, even no. better, right? Because if you lost your ice cream at nine, oh, it would have been yeah. like we would have had to go back. Yeah, yeah, or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember I got a goofy hat at Disney World with like big ears coming down from the sides, and it was very tall and like foamy, and it, I lost it. I was I had just gotten it that day. Oh. I was I was uh, distraught, uh, <laughs> and they had to buy me another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, of course, yeah. Just get another, yeah, one. Get another yeah. one. But it's Disney too, so it was like forty. I, bucks. Before <laughs> we, we move on to the next question, I I for, I don't know how I forgot this, but I probably had the best video game Christmas of all time. I did one year. Oh, yeah. We we went on. Uh, we had it at my my grandparents, uh, my grandma's house, which was like far away from where we lived. It was like you know grandma Christmas or whatever, and like a bunch of my cousins were there too. Like this huge family Christmas. But we got both Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis on the same day, and my parents also Whoa. had rented like a bunch, like rented Link to the Link to the Past and like Super Nintendo games and Sega games, and it was wild. I don't know how I forgot this, but like just Damn. that after that, there's just no Christmas birthday present no. that could ever yeah, have no way. To. Yeah, it was. I mean, we had to give That's our it. old Nintendo to my cousins, uh, you know, because but they, you know, they got to play it when they were there, but they were going back home. They live up north, really far. But like, yeah, I was like, oh man, I gotta get my NES. But it's like, oh, you got Super Nintendo and Sega. So what are you gonna do? Like, uh, just give it. <laughs> I like when Disenchantment sets in. My cousin got me an N sixty four for Christmas one year, used. It was like after the GameCube had come out, so it wasn't too expensive. And then like four or five years later, he was like, "Hey, do you still have that N sixty four I gave you? My buddy's looking to buy one." <laughs> no, <laughs> it's mine. You gave it to me. Yeah, it's mine. Right. Yeah. I had it over a year. It's mine. Yeah, I had it for years. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a long time. It's just like, oh my god. My parents never supported uh, my video game habit to that degree, and and I think because while they did get me a, an NES, that was I think the last console they didn't get me a Super Nintendo because it was like all I wanted to play, and and I think it sort of annoyed them after a while, and so. You know, yeah, they weren't going to like encourage it to to that degree. Oh, they yeah. would reluctantly, you know, get me a game. What That's I wanted really for funny. Christmas. Yeah, that. I remember. Yeah. I've, sorry, go ahead, Connor. I was just going to say when I moved from Game Boy Color to a Game Boy Advance SP, I got the controller. Uh, they took the charger out and I was like, oh, you can play it next to the wall. And then I just drained it that day and didn't know that the lithium battery was rechargeable. So we, me and my uncle spent the whole day looking for a tiny screwdriver. <laughs> we took the battery out and we're like, oh, what kind of battery is this? And I asked my mom, I was like, do you have any of these around? <laughs> that I could put in my new Game Boy? <laughs> she was like, I've never seen that in my life. Oh, that's, oh, that's so really stupid. Funny. Um, okay, moving on. Old Kev asks, would any of you buy a Switch Pro if it had if it just had 4K support and a slightly better battery life, or would you keep your standard Switch slash Switch Lite? They could do the most minuscule small improvement to like Nintendo hardware, and I'll just buy it. It's mm. probably just I, I, I would buy yeah. it. Yes. Does it even light, yes. right, Brian? I like the switch. I got a light. It's great. It's it's my most used thing. 
Um, it's and again talking about what we were saying earlier, the immediacy. Uh, it's just you can just boot everything boots up really quickly and just you're, you're you know playing almost instantly. It feels like almost a midway point between like playing a game on your phone and a and a regular console. So I, yeah, I guess I just like hand, I've always liked handhelds. If it's just too similar, then maybe I wouldn't like. I got through 3ds with my like launch 3ds. I guess uh, I didn't go into like new 3ds or new 3ds XL or anything, and it, yeah. and it was fine. I think with right. Switch, like I wouldn't have to buy it, but I feel like there's just something about it. Maybe it's like the way the Joy Cons feel. If they like, if it feels like a little more sturdy or something, it, it wouldn't have to be a lot to improve. But I, I at the very least, I would really want to buy one. I don't know if I yeah. actually would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I almost, I barely play my Switch. And when I do, it's docked with a pro controller on a 1080 TV. So, no, I will not be upgrading. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not a big Switch user. <laughs> I prefer um, chess. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. This last, this next question, I feel like we, this is about whether we would buy a next gen. If you guys, Alex Pamal, yeah. if you guys and gals didn't work for Inside Gaming, would any of you waited a bit longer for either next gen system, or was it a must buy at launch for you? Uh, I I would. I, my plan is, this is assuming to wait. that we all bought one. Yeah, <laughs> that I, seems like it's pretty. Like we all. Yeah, I think they're that. assuming that we all got one directly from Microsoft and Sony, which we did. Uh, not. <laughs> yeah. uh, my plan is to wait, but if I'm gonna pull the trigger on one first, it would be the PS5. I think uh, I would always, I like, I would always opt for launch day stuff just because I want to be part of the the conversation at least for whatever work I'm doing. If I'm yeah. not working here, I'm going to be trying to work somewhere else in games, so it would behoove me to have access to the newest stuff so that I can talk about it confidently. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's what it is for me. And, you know, if you hit the gold mine, you work at a place where you can get them for free right. or you yeah. get an office one at least. And people can, you can talk with other people about it or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think would be great. That, that, I don't know when that point in my life hit where I just want it just, I just want to be invested in that way. It wasn't always like that. I think before when I was younger and the, like had less disposable income, it was harder to make that call. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll just wait. I'll, I'll pick one, um, or even wait a couple months and then pick one and then get the other one eventually. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll always pick up launch consoles now. Uh, I'm I'm still like fairly skittish about spending. I'll still do it. Like I buy a lot of shit, especially because I can't leave my apartment. Like Jesus, I just bought a VR headset. But even still, right. like I can definitely like out of pocket just go get one when they're available. But I'm gonna wait. Yeah, because I'm just like I, I don't know. It's it's a big decision. So yeah. I expect to have a PS5 by February. I'll there, probably there's get just, one early next yeah. year. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, if if there's like good inventory and people really like all the games that are out for it, I might get one sooner after launch. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just I'm kind of mm. just like come what may. I don't need it day one. That's not that I could get one now, but <laughs> that's also you know. part of my fear. It's not as much of having like one day one, but like how long is it going to be before the inventory is good? Uh, yeah. 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 It was like hmm. mid to late 2014. I feel like for the PS4 mm-hmm. to like when you know like Shadow of Mordor came out and. And uh, GTA Five launched again on the new consoles. Right. <laughs> like, all yeah, I, I waited like a year, I think, at least for the PS. But by the time I got it, it had like Bloodborne, and and you know, there was a, a pretty nice selection uh, of stuff out. Um, all right, let's see what else. Hold on, I lost my spot. Alex P, what if any genres of games do you think work better on console as opposed to PC? Hmm. For example, strategy games tend to be the PC thing. I, I mean, I'm not a huge PC person, but I would think none because you can plug a controller into a PC. Yeah, is this more of a, if a you want. sword and board versus gamepad situation or whatever? It's like yeah, keyboard yeah, and mouse versus so. controller. If you I mean, couldn't like, do a controller in the PC, I would say platformers on sure, consoles, yeah. I guess. Fighters, obviously. Yeah, right. But, you know, again, you can plug your arcade stick into your PC. Uh, Yeah, it's an interesting question because I know that, well, there was a time before when controller compatibility wasn't always a given. And then even still now, I feel like it's not always, the controller support isn't always there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Disco Elysium doesn't have controller support. Even though it seems super straightforward. Yeah. (laughs) Isometric Um, RPG. Yeah, I mean, it's... Whereas, like, uh, on the other side of the coin, I mean, PC, the, the keyboard has a lot of advantages. I mean, just in terms of, like, yeah, 
strategy games, RTSs, MMOs. I mean, the list is kind of Shoot, long. It's FPSs. Stuff that looks better. FPSs, obviously. I just yeah. saw a Fortnite pro the other day tweeting that they are switching to the controller because of the movement advantages are better for some reason over keyboard and mouse, which I thought was interesting. I don't know enough about the game and the meta to like definitively yeah. say which is better. I mean, but. The controller, I, I like for driving games because you have the incremental uh, aspect of the triggers, like you're yeah. not going yep. or not going. I think there's a lot of joysticks and triggers are really like invaluable in so many games, especially because like one, I do a lot of console capture for work, but also like sometimes I'll just like make videos with game stuff and like it, working without joysticks makes game capture look so finicky and just like loose and not loose, just like, I don't know. I, I like to have a the deft touch of the controller. I like that joystick. Yeah, I I usually if if i can use a controller for a game i will i i just yeah i still like that uh that feel and yeah the tr- the triggers and the sticks i feel like it's it's just kind of hard to replace uh or replicate that feeling i i, I am very interested speaking of the ps5 on what that dual sense controller what that dual sense controller that's due <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so that's uh that that'll be interesting but uh yeah otherwise i feel like you know, I, I feel like PC, the, the vast, vast majority play better on PC. My wonder is if if those triggers will work on PC, because like you should be able. To yeah, it, yeah. Right? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I think that's all we got for this week. On that note, um, I hope you all have a great week. And I'm sure we will be fielding a ton of questions about the Series X and the PS5 uh, next week. So we got a we got a big week of gaming ahead of us. Uh, so we will see you then. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Peace. See ya.